What's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to, or watching as the case may be, Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. We're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about an attitude of gratitude and a funny story. I don't spell well because of the advent of spell check. And in the original thumbnail, I spelt gratitude the exact same way you would spell attitude. Just added a G. Anyway, I'll get it straight one of these days. It's Thanksgiving in the United States. Canada's Thanksgiving is in October, which is weird. Well, it's weird to me, normal to them, but I'm an expat from the United States living in Canada, and most of my audience is in the United States, so I figured today I'd get on, I'd talk about something pertinent to what you're thinking about at the time, and we'll see how things go. Now, uh, I don't imagine I'll have a whole lot of live viewers, so I'm totally cool with that. Uh, Spend time with your family. Watch this after the fact. It will be uploaded. The archive will be on Podbean. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, and I think that's it. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now, we'll go ahead and get it out of the way right in the beginning. Uh, We're going to hear a word from our sponsor, Lindsay Dotson at lindsayfaydotson at gmail.com. Are you part of a congregation seeking effective ways to spread the word about your event? Look no further. Lindsay Dotson specializes in designing modern advertisements for churches. Whether it's flyers, postcards, or social media graphics, Lindsay has got you covered. Reach out through a private message on Facebook or send an email to lindsayfaydotson at gmail.com for more details. Don't miss this opportunity to make your message resonate far and wide. Contact Lindsay Dotson today and remember don't forget to uh sign up for the christianity now facebook group the more we go the more it grows and and we're happy for that hello terry crooks good morning good to see you and for those of you that are coming in um i see most of you are on the christianity now streams on youtube remember a thumbs up or a like on youtube is the most beneficial thing that you can do for the algorithm. So YouTube puts our content in front of people who wouldn't normally see it. So be sure and give it a like, give it a thumbs up, whatever you have to do. And your commenting is wonderful. Thank you so much. Your commenting helps as well. Now, because people ask me to do it, I'm going to go put up the tip jar. Uh, There are more of you taking advantage of the tip jar than there are Uh, taking advantage of the Buy Me A Coffee. Uh, Buy Me A Coffee is a platform, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Christianity Now, where you can spend $5 and it goes to the brand Christianity Now. It's the same destination as nearchurches at gmail.com. But for some reason, more of you like just sending five bucks or 20 bucks every once in a while. Uh, One person, I'm not going to call names, one person sends has on several occasions sent $50. We're thankful for that. 
We don't call your names publicly as some content creators do because this is kind of a, a this is this is not a ministry like for a church, but there is a sense in which uh, if you support this, you are supporting the gospel efforts of Tony Brewer and Aaron Dotson. So this is a private ministry of two people. But I think some folks they don't want the left hand to know what the right hand is doing, and they don't want um, they don't want to be uh, they, they they don't want to draw and do attention to themselves. So that's why I don't call your names. But understand, I'm eternally grateful. So is Aaron, Diana Harding. Good to see you. Uh, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for your family, Tony. Well, thank you very much, and we're thankful for every one of you. Now let me get let me hit this button for the chat. Um, so I've got a few little notes here about gratitude. Um, we're going to look at five ways that the Bible, um, we're just going to look at five things in the Bible, but before we get there, I want to go to the book of Romans and I want to lay the foundation for exactly how important gratitude is. It is my conviction that without gratitude, we will not be able to lead a life worth anything here on this earth. And we will not be welcomed into eternity with open arms by God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Listen to this. I'm going to start reading in Romans chapter one, verse 15. And that's important. So as much as in me is, well, actually, let's do 14. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. This is Paul speaking, both to the writing, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, that is, is written, the just shall live by faith for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were they thankful. What do you think our phrase of interest is in this text? But became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. I'm going to end there, but that's the end of the sentence. But the point is, when you look at what Paul is teaching these people in Rome, he's like, listen, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. Paul feels like he's a debtor to every man. Why? Because he has an innate attitude of gratitude. He is grateful for his life. He's grateful to be spared. He's grateful that Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus and sent him to Straight Street and sent a gospel preacher, a gospel evangelist, to tell him what he must do in order to be saved. He feels like he's been wasting time, which is an attitude of ingratitude. And now he wants to make up for lost time by showing his gratitude because he is thankful 
for what God has done for him, both in his spiritual existence and in his physical existence. And he's making the point here that the reason he wants to come to Rome is to preach the gospel because he wants to give this to other people. Whenever we have an attitude of gratitude, we are by nature better people. Good to see you, Jason Goldtrap. Happy Thanksgiving. He's driving Uber today, and I saw my mom and brothers in a, a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's good. I'm glad you got to spend time with your family, and I'm glad that you're driving Uber today. I hope you make more money than Croesus with that. Um, I think those. I think Uber. I think Uber is a good thing. Whenever I was in Arkansas, uh, not because we desperately needed money, just because I thought it was cool. Uh, we did this thing, I rather did this thing called Instacart, where it's much like Uber. You have an app downloaded on your phone, and then a grocery order would come in, and it would tell you the amount of items. It would tell you a tip involved and would tell you the mileage, and it would tell you the money that Instacart would pay you for that order. And so you would select it. You would drive to the grocery store. You would pick that order, and then you would go take it to someone's home. And there, uh, for I did that for th a few months, where I made like a hundred dollars a week, and um, as such, we we paid we paid we were able with one of the reasons why we were able to pay my truck off and uh, hold the title instead of the bank having it. So anyway, I I, I respect your uh, hustle there, and um, I think in twenty twenty three, there's really no reason for anybody that's got a little bit of gumption not to be broke. All right. Um, Ted Knight, happy Thanksgiving, Ted. I know this holiday is this, this, this entire season is particularly bittersweet for you. I know that there is someone, uh, whom you miss terribly and my prayers go out to you. All right. So what is the importance of, of gratitude? Again, I believe Paul is focusing on gratitude here and then listen to this. This is verse 21. Listen to this phrase. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was dark, darkened. The way we normally speak as human beings, the, the, the subsequent consequence of A is what we lead with. In other words, uh, these people in the long ago, they didn't acknowledge God as God. They became vain in their imagination and their foolish hearts was darkened. But why? I believe it was because first they became ungrateful. They had this myopic, this myopathy of, of self. It's kind of like Nebuchadnezzar in the long ago, chapter four of Daniel. I made this kingdom. I conquered these lands. I built these monuments. I'm this by my power. I, I, me, me. And God told Daniel, hey, listen, he's going to have to learn a lesson. It's God who rules in the affairs of men or in the kingdoms of men and sets up the basis of men over the kingdoms. He he's got to he's got to be humbled, and then Belshazzar in. Well, now I've lost the book of Daniel in my head. Uh, not Daniel six, Daniel five, in Belshazzar and Daniel five, um, they pulled out all of the 
implements of worship from the children of Israel that they had conquered. And they defiled them by drinking wine in this wine party and this drinking party. And this uh, disembodied fingers of this hand wrote on the wall, and I'm going to mispronounce it, many, many tickle you farson. Um, you've been weighed in the balance. You've been measured. You've been found wanting. And Daniel had to explain to Belshazzar, look, your ancestor, Nebuchadnezzar, had to be humbled. And you knew this, yet you still exalted yourself up in pride. Folks, someone who is in that situation innately is ungrateful. They're ungrateful. They, they, they're a tortoise on a fence post, and they think they got there by themselves. They're not grateful for the people who set them up there. As a gospel preacher who's 46 years of age in 2023, I am able to do what I'm able to do because of so many gospel preachers in the past who paved their way before me. Could you imagine trying to feel around in the darkness for the truth, for the light of the truth back in 1750? A lot of times we can look at these great men of the past, these luminaries, such as Thomas Campbell, Alexander Campbell, Barton W. Stone, and some others. and we can kind of scoff at them for, well, the things that they got wrong, the things that they were mistaken on. And what, what, what they don't understand is they were paving the way down which we run and we take for granted that. The late and lamented guy in woods, in order to garner the same information and knowledge that I can garner with about six keystrokes, he would have to spend, he would have to travel and he would have to spend hours and hours of research. Folks, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And if we're ungrateful, we'll be so deluded and foolish that we think we're tall. It's kind of like the story of the elephant walking along the path in the jungle and there's a great gorge and across the gorge is a rickety bridge and the elephant has a flea on the back on his back and the flea says what are we going to do and the elephant says well we have no choice we have to walk across this bridge and the flea says okay well let's go well it will be we'll be careful and once the elephant got to the other side and everybody was safe the flea goes wow that that was really good i'm glad the or the elephant says i'm glad it was really good i'm glad the bridge didn't break and the flea goes, oh, yeah, I know. We sure were heavy, weren't we? The flea wouldn't have made a difference there. It kind of also reminds me now that I'm thinking about this. In the book of James, there's a, an edict, a, 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 a turn of phrase, where if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. I believe that's James chapter 4, if I'm not mistaken. Here's the funny thing. If you resist the devil, do you think it's the it's you the devil's fleeing from? Or do you think it's God? The devil's not scared of Tony. I promise you that. I can't do anything to the devil. I can only resist. But I can resist by the great power of God, the Father, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the instructions of the Holy Spirit. I'm nothing. I'm grateful that I have this access to this great power to resist because God has given it. 
And the minute I stop being grateful is the minute I lose that power. Think about that. Oh, Goldtrap, Jason Goldtrap says, I've also driven for DoorDash. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Man in Toronto, uh, Jason. You can, I, I loved Toronto. I love the big city life. And I love having access to all of that. And what you will see in Toronto is an army of people on electric bicycles. And they're delivering DoorDash. They're delivering groceries and stuff like that. I will tell you this. Um, earlier, I said there's no reason to be broke in 2023. It's more difficult in some places than others to get a good hustle. I I, per, I sold my truck and purchased a, a 2016 Honda CRV for the for us to have as a family vehicle, and I had enough money left over to get an electric bicycle, like a really nice one with a fat tire, 750 volt uh, motor, and I've been riding it quite a bit. I love it, but it's much more difficult here to hustle and make money on that electric bike than it would be if I were in Toronto. So anyway, and I got an amen from Ted Knight. I, I, that's, that's, a, that's high praise in my opinion. I appreciate that. So I think that we have laid the foundation that without an attitude of gratitude, we're done. The attitude of gratitude, in my studied opinion, is the first step on the road to apostasy. When you start being ungrateful for what others have done, when you start being ungrateful for what God has done, then that's the first step on the road to apostasy. Good morning, Missy Malone. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Very well. Thank you. I'm thankful for you, Tony. Well, thank you so much. I've learned so much because you have challenged my mind and my heart. Have a blessed day. Oh, sister. That's that 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 that's like giving drugs to a dope fiend. I tell you what, I'm so thankful for that. And now that I've thought about that, that might not be the best way to express my gratitude. That might be a little bit of the world left in me. I I, I may not. Anyway, I didn't mean anything by that, and I didn't mean to be crass. But um, I, I really appreciate you. That, there's no higher praise that you can give. A fella that wants to that, that 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 fancies himself a Bible teacher, there's no higher praise you can give him or her, I suppose, than to say you've challenged my mind and my heart, and I've learned so much from you. I just that's hard for me to wrap my mind around, quite frankly. But thank you. Now, in the Bible, an attitude of gratitude is highly valued, and it's repeatedly emphasized. There are several passages that highlight the importance of thankfulness as a vital aspect of one's faith and relationship with God. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This directive makes gratitude not merely a suggestion, but it's a command. It's a key aspect of Christian living in accordance with God's will. In everything, give thanks. Why? Why, Paul? Because this is the will of God. God's will for us is to be grateful. And again, just like ingratitude is the first step to apostasy, I believe it's again, it's my this is just my studied opinion. 
not quite as strong as a conviction. In other words, I wouldn't really argue with anybody on this. I wouldn't really die on this hill, but it's my opinion, and it's a studied opinion, so I think it's informed. And I think it's informed by scriptures and passages like this or verses like this. If, and I believe this is the case, if it is true, and I believe it is, that an attitude of ingratitude being ungrateful is the first step on the road to apostasy, then it would stand to reason that gratitude, an attitude of gratitude is the first step on the road to faithfulness. Because here's the thing, if you've got a person living out in the world and they're living in their sins and you come across them, if they don't have a heart of gratitude, they will never, ever appreciate the sacrifice of Jesus, even if you convince them that Jesus died for their sins and they are, in fact, in sin. Without an attitude of gratitude, they'll never obey the gospel. No need to it. No need for it. All right. Which, which segues nicely into number two, gratitude as a response to God's love and blessings. The psalmist, well, the psalms in general, they are filled with expressions of thanks and gratitude for God's blessings and his loving kindness. But let's just, we'll just pull one in Psalm 107, verse one. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Folks, all through the psalms, and I put forth to you all through the scriptures, Gratitude is shown as a natural and appropriate response to recognizing God's enduring love. <laughs> what, what, what commentary else do we need? What, else, what other commentary do we need? I don't, I don't suppose we do. I want to read the verse again. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Folks, Without an attitude of gratitude, we won't even be able to receive those blessings and long sufferings and mercies because we won't be able to recognize them for what they are. Now, I'm not being, well, maybe I am being funny, but I don't mean to be funny. I'm grateful for this Stanley Cup and I'm grateful for its contents. Mmm. I do miss the United States of America for many reasons. But Canada's got really good coffee, folks. Canada's got a lot of cool stuff. I do miss the United States, but Canada's got... I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm thankful for where I am at the moment. Not, not, a bad, not, a, not a bad save there, if I do say so myself. All right. Let's talk about gratitude in prayer. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Now, this isn't the verse that if your mama tells you, now, son, be careful when you go out there in the woods, you don't quote four, six of Philippians and say, well, the Bible says to be careful for nothing. <laughs> what this means is you shouldn't have a care. In other words, you can release some of this pent up anxiety um, without an attitude of gratitude, mercy is worthless. I 100% cosign that comment. Without an attitude of gratitude, mercy is worthless because you won't receive the mercy. Yeah, good stuff. So, it is a, it is it is in vogue today to talk about 
anxiety and this, that, and the other. Listen, if you find yourself to be a highly anxious person, you, you need to talk to a professional to figure out how to remedy that. There's no verse in the Bible that you're going to read that's going to cure you of that particular ailment. Now, without a, a base of faith, there's no amount of therapy that's going to cure you. So you anyway, that's, 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 a, that's a podcast for another time. But the main thing that Paul is trying to tell the church in Philippi in chapter 4, verse 6 is, don't be anxious for anything, but to the contrary, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So this passage then underscores the importance of combining your prayer with thanksgiving, acknowledging God's past faithfulness as we present our current needs. Listen to me, folks. And there's one fella in the comment section here and in the audience is going to, he's going to know I stole this phrase from him. Listen to this. And I mean, I want you to lean in and listen. What God has done in the past, he is well able to do again. Can you think right now of a time in the past where you got through some struggle and hardship that you didn't think you was going to make it? And you look back and like, well, the only way I got through that is with God's help. What that means, and I believe what Paul is trying to explain to the church in Philippi and then subsequently us, is we need to remember as we are praying about this situation that is feels like it's killing us, we give it to God and we say, you've got me through it in the past. I know you can get me through it again. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Go back to the Old Testament and read in the Old Testament how many times God had the prophets put them in remembrance of the things he did, usually explicitly remembering how he led them out of Egypt by the strong right hand. What God has done before, he can do again. So we have this gratitude and prayer. Now, what about? a testimony to others in the new Testament expressions of thankfulness, particularly in difficult circumstances serve as a testimony for others. For example, Acts 16, 25 records Paul and Silas praying and singing praises to God in prison, demonstrating a powerful testimony to other prisoners. And we know what happens. The earthquake came. The doors of the cells were flung open. That jailer was going to stab himself and through the, 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 the was going to take his own life. And Paul and Silas said, had to say, hey, no, don't do that. We're all still here. Paul and Silas's attitude of gratitude facilitated the conversion of the Philippian jailer in his household. Somebody, my dear brethren, somewhere is watching you. Somebody somewhere, Tony, is watching me. And how we conduct ourselves will determine whether or not they obey the gospel. The greatest testimony you can have 
that God is real and that obeying the gospel and giving your life back to him is a worthy endeavor is your outward show of gratitude and thankfulness. Terry Crooks, visiting family in Virginia. My father's cancer has put him in dementia. I teach him the gospel. He could only remember he wanted Jesus to save him from the fire. I feel so sad. I'm grateful he's still here. Terry, that's, I don't know that I'm going to offer much commentary. I'm just going to let that set. You're definitely in our prayers, and I cannot imagine how difficult it would be to deal with a loved one in that situation. Um, Brother Ted Knight, I cannot remember the title of the book that you wrote. If you would be so kind as to put the title of that book in the comments section, um, I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm struggling here to find the words. <clears throat> Brother Ted recently came through a very difficult time with a loved one with dementia. I'm not going to tell that story. That's his story to tell, but he wrote a book and I can't think of the book's name, but it's a good, my journey with the devil's disease. Go to Amazon and type in my journey with the devil's disease. I think you might be able to download it or you can order it hard copy. Um, I don't think it's but around 15 bucks or so US. Um, may help you. At least, you. at least you'll know you're going through something that is common to most of mankind. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Gratitude is a guard against sin. Now, we don't typically think about the utilization of gratitude as a defense against temptation. Oh, it's $10. Good deal. I, Ted, I know why I thought it was $14. Because of the exchange rate between United States dollars and Canadian dollars. Anyway, um, gratitude is a guard against sin. A thankful heart is often portrayed as a guard against various sins. And that brings us full circle. Romans 1.21, the lack of gratitude or thankfulness is associated with a futile thinking and a darkened heart, showing that ingratitude can absolutely lead one away from God. Folks, I think that these examples, these verses, demonstrate that in the biblical perspective, an attitude of gratitude is absolutely essential. It is a reflection of a heart aligned with God's will, a response to his goodness, and a component of prayer, and a testimony to others, and a guard against sin. Folks, may we ever look through eyes and see the things that God has done for us and that God has done for us through other people. And maybe, may we always be thankful. And I'll go back to the first verse in this list. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
It is the will of God that in everything we give thanks. Folks, I am so thankful to uh, every one of you. I'm so thankful to the Christianity Now brand. I'm so thankful to have a good friend and partner like Aaron Dotson. I'm so thankful to platforms like Substack where we can put out content that help people along their journey to eternity. And as I'm going, I'm thankful for a fellow named David Bird from whom I stole that phrase, we want to help you along on your journey to eternity. I'm thankful for Ted Knight from whom I stole the phrase, lean in and listen. I say that, 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 is, that, is, that is ingrained now in my parlance, my everyday speech. When I want to make a point and I want to be emphatic, I tell when I'm preaching, I say, now listen, I want y'all to listen. And I mean, lean in and listen. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm really nothing. I'm really not. Everything good about me is because somebody else has has influenced me to achieve it. And I think that I'm going to redeem the time because the days are evil. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life making up for lost time and try to help other people achieve the highest possible good that they can. Paul writes to his son in the faith, Titus, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Without the grace of God, I'd be living in worldly lust. I'd be living terribly. Folks, that's about all I've got to say. Ted Knight, thank you so much for that. Ted Ted says, Tony, thank you for this good program. Well, I appreciate it. Listen, um, if you want to, uh, share this on your social media platforms. Tag your friends. Uh, I hope that every one of you eat too much and get indigestion. And, 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 and I say that with love in my heart. Uh, man, I, think of the, I can think of the food y'all are going to have. Uh, chicken and dre- or the turkey and dressing, green beans. There, there. Mary Catherine McKinnis uh, used to make what she called veg all casserole, and all it was was veg all vegetable mix and some kind of cream of something soup. It, it was the absolute best thing I've ever put in my mouth. Just I don't know. I'm getting all nostalgic. Thank you so much, folks. We're going to shut her down. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Spend time with those you love. Don't, don't, don't let today go by without telling the folks that you love that you love them. You may not get a chance tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, be sure and subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. And be sure and subscribe to Substack. And then we have all this stuff over here that you can subscribe to. And that's it. God bless you. This has been Tony Brewer with Cogitations.
And I'm grateful for you. And we'll catch you on the flip side.